What is up, Janksters? It's your boy, Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet, and today we're looking at another Nuka Pena spoiler. This time, it's Shadow of Mortality. This is a 7-7 Avatar creature uh, for 13 Black Black. <clears throat> now, you know when you see a casting cost like that, there's going to be something in the text box that references it. There's got to be a reason that mana value is so ridiculously high. So let's take a look at that. It says, if your starting total is less than your start, if, sorry, <clears throat> if your life total is less than your starting life total, this spell costs X less to cast where X is the difference. So if the starting life total is 20 and you're at 15, it costs five less to cast. So in that case, it would be eight black black. So we're still looking at a seven, seven for 10. So 15 life, not quite where we want to be. If we're at 10 life, all of a sudden we're 10 less than we're, where we started. Again, starting at 20 life total. Uh, we're looking at three black black. Okay, now we're talking a seven, seven for five. That ain't bad. And if we are at seven life or less, this costs only black black for a seven, seven. So that's pretty fantastic. Um, however, like the situation in which you really want this card very dramatically, like your mileage may vary on this card pretty significantly. The first thing that I think of is a death shadow style deck where I'm deliberately attacking my own life total. Uh, that is one thing you can do. We also have scourge of the skyclaves in standard, which leverages the life total differences between you and your opponent, uh, to increase its power. So that is an option. Like you, you, something could manipulate that. However, I think a vanilla seven, seven is not really a particularly good enough payoff to marry that style of deck build in this case especially well at least in our current standard if you do already have a deck that is leveraging those types of shenanigans then shadow of mortality will probably fit in just just fine um but if you don't i wouldn't recommend it building one necessarily now one area where i would like to see this that i think could be very interesting is in the sideboard uh in sideboards for mid-range decks or control decks that have black in them that are worried about the aggro matchup because in best of three, when you're going up against an aggressive deck, a lot of times they can chip in for a fair amount of damage pretty fast. And well, I mean, that's obviously what they're going for, right? That's the goal. And so I think in a sideboard situation where you get beat up a little bit in the in the early game, being able to drop a 7-7 seven, seven on the board it really gives those decks pause because now they, if they're attacking into it, they're probably going to be losing creatures. And that's something that they really want to be careful about. And once that's on the board, it can be an alternate win con for you if you're able to use things like Meat Hook Massacre or... Um, burned on the house as ways to clear the board except for this guy so that's actually kind of cool there's some neat things you can do with it in that regard also i want to call out that this is very very valuable alongside cards like fight rigging or um Obnixilis, you know, cards that, or the, most of the casualty cards from uh the grixis side of the house are going to be able to take advantage of this for some pretty cool effect so that's nice um, the other thing, when it comes to your life total, one the one thing I always think of is Shocklands, because they're the easiest way to diminish your own life total very, very quickly. Now, we don't have Shocklands as standard at the moment. However, we do have the Bolt Lands from Zendikar. So we have Aghanim's Awakening, which is going to be the big one here, that you can actually spend three life to have it come into play untapped, and then you can then tap it for one of the black mana that you, that you need here. So that's a card that could be valuable in, in this deck. Uh, if the rest of the deck fits with it. If you have low cost creatures that you might be able to reanimate with Hagadim's Awakening, then great. Then you can get value out of both sides of the card. If not, and you're just using it for Shadows of Mortality, like I said, I don't think the payoff is going to be quite good enough to build a Shadow of Mortality deck. 
I don't. I think it's going to be good against aggro players specifically, which is why I think a sideboard slot is really where this belongs. Um, also, in decks that pay life to do things, that's generally where we want to see this style of effect. Notably, too, I'm a little all over the place here. I, I have a lot of thoughts when it comes to this type of effect because I have a history of running cards like Scourge of the Skyclaves um, that leverage your own old life loss and you can combine them with things like royal eruption uh or sorry roiling vortex or in older formats sulfuric vortex the the cards that prevent players from gaining life and then deal damage to everybody each turn uh, in that situation everyone's life total is going to be dwindling down and so if you are able to capitalize on that you're in good shape so that can be very, very valuable. And Shadow of Mortality could work in that style. Of, again, it can work in that style of deck if you already have one, but I don't know that the pieces are there to make a competitively viable one today. But to be honest, maybe Shadow of Mortality is all we need. Uh, and that style of deck is actually one that as of this recording, I built today on stream in Alchemy. Because Alchemy, we also have access to Consuming Onai, which is a 6-6 flying menace for four that randomly gives one of your cards in hand. Perpetually, when you cast this, you lose three life. So that, alongside Scourge of the Skyclaves and Roiling Vortex, was able to produce a very powerful board state very, very quickly. Um, and Shadow of Mortality would fit into that deck very, very nicely. So... Maybe there is a place for it in Alchemy specifically because we have cards like Consuming Onai, which I think is just a better payoff. If Shadow Mortality had Trample, if it had uh, some kind of evasion like Menace or Fear, not that Fear is one that they would use these days, but um, something that made it difficult to interact with or difficult to block it would be so much better it's not even funny like you put Menace on this the card's a bomb you leave it as just a vanilla 7-7 seven, seven, it's fine, I guess. Uh, so I don't love this card, but I think it's a cool build around. It can work in specific strategies quite nicely. And like I said, I do believe it's going to see sideboard play against aggro decks. Because if you personally aren't gaining life, then your opponent is probably going to be gunning for your life total. The one thing, it would be completely useless against mill, unless again, you're attacking your own life total. So that's something to keep in mind. But yeah, Shadow Mortality is interesting. I mean, it, it, the other thing that I want to call out in older formats, uh, that 15 mana value might actually be relevant. There are a number of cards, especially from the Onslaught block, that care about the highest mana value among permanents you control. Like Accelerated Mutation gives plus X plus X, or Rush of Knowledge, you draw cards equal to the highest mana value of cards you have. So in those kinds of situations, like, could you imagine... Um, playing a shadow, uh, shadow of Mortality down for two and then immediately hitting a Rush of Knowledge and drawing 15 cards. Like, that's huge. Now, that's very specific and it involves a couple of highly costed cards. So, I don't know if it's going to be great, but it could be fun. And that's a cool opportunity for some jank in earlier formats. So, keep that mana value in mind. That makes a big difference. The, the mana value is definitely relevant. Um, also... The deck that wants something like this, where you're going to be attacking your own life total, does not want to be running Meat Hook Massacre because it gains you life. So that actually is an interesting dynamic that while at the same time, Meat Hook Massacre is the best board wipe in the game at the moment. So in black anyway. And so it's one of those where you have to balance that back and forth with Shadow of Mortality, unlike Shadow or Death Shadow or Scourge of the Skyclaves, you don't have the drawback of if you gain life later it's going to dwindle. Shadow Mortality is a 7-7. Seven, seven. Once it's on the board, it's a 7-7, seven, seven, period. It just is. Whereas with Death Shadow or Scourge of the Skyclaves, if you gain life, its power and toughness are reduced. So 
And that is an issue that you need to balance. Uh, but with Shadows of Mortality, like I said, it, it's just, it's, you don't have to worry about that. Once it's on the board, it's on the board. So that's kind of nice. Um, it's an interesting card. It's an interesting design. Also, the artwork on it is super creepy, and I love that. Uh, the, the idea of a gigantic shadow terrorizing the people of New Capenna is uh, very interesting, very evocative. I like that. It's kind of cool. Also, I do want to point out one small flavor fail. The flavor text. Build your towers as tall as you want. The shadow always reaches higher. Message scrawled on an alley wall. That quote uh, is very cool. Very, it's evocative. It's interesting. However, two points. One, the card doesn't have reach. It says reach right in the flavor text. Like, so I think it doesn't make sense for a black creature to have reach. It's not part of black's color pie. So mechanically, functionally, as a magic fan, I'm glad they didn't give this reach. But it reaches, it reaches higher, it's right there. Also, how can a shadow reach higher than the object on which it's cast? Just throwing that out there. A little, a little, a little thought experiment for you today. Anyway, this has been Shadow of Mortality. I think the card is cool. It's going to have some interesting build around mechanic or interesting build around opportunities. I'm going to try to find a spot for it. But I, like I said, I think it's going to be sideboard against aggro primarily is really where this is going to shine. Uh, I, think, I think it's where we're going to see a lot of action on it. Anyway. Thank you for hanging out. I appreciate you. Uh, please hit that like and subscribe button if you enjoyed this video or you want to see more like it because I will be putting out more uh, deep dive spoilers like this one as well as uh, gameplay videos as well. Uh, and even how to uh, detailed breakdowns of magic rules and mechanics. So if any of that sounds interested, interesting to you, please hit that like and subscribe button. Thank you so much and I'll catch you on the next one.